This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 20th of November. Justin, the New South Wales government mm-hmm. is planning to give residents $100 in food and entertainment vouchers as a way to stimulate the state's that, economy. That sounds incredible. I know. Brett, after our Epic Games vs. Apple battle yesterday, yes. Apple has now bowed to the public pressure over its app store charges and it will halve the fees it charges to app owners next year from 30% down to 15%. Sounds really wonderful actually to be honest and we have three really wonderful stories for this Friday let's do it for our first Twitter is launching a new type of tweet that disappears after 24 hours and it's got a very original name (laughs) fleets gee soon even Microsoft Word will have its own version (laughs) of stories tell me more well earlier this year Twitter started testing this fleets concept in Brazil Italy Mm -hmm. India and South Korea and the feature has definitely resulted in a few um what the hell moments for two reasons the first reason Fleets seems pretty identical to the stories you can find on Snapchat and Instagram and WhatsApp and Facebook and soon Microsoft Word. And two, Fleets actually shares its name with an Enema brand. And if you don't know what that means, look it up. <laughs> so what's the key learning here? Social media platforms constantly need to innovate to make users re-engage with their product. For Twitter, this comes in the form of Fleets. Explain, Justin. Okay, well, Twitter has said that many users want to post, but they're too intimidated to post because Ooh. their tweet may enrage others or be criticised by others or not get enough likes. So Fleets is intended to counter some people's discomfort that tweets can feel so public and so permanent. <laughs> so permanent. Not to mention the pressure to clock up retweets and re-likes. So similar to how stories work on Insta, for Twitter, we can probably expect tweets to remain relatively curated. Whereas Fleets is where people will go for that less polished, lower pressure kind of tweet. For our second story, popular language learning app Duolingo has raised $48 million on a valuation of more than $3 billion. Por no los dos? Happy to report that I learned four words in Spanish thanks to Duolingo. <laughs> so what is the story here? Well, Duolingo is an app that helps you learn new languages in a gamified way. Duolingo is very, very popular. It's got over 500 million downloads. And no doubt, Justin, Duolingo's recent success has to be a byproduct of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. People have been stuck indoors and stuck on screens. And brushing up on their language skills before they gallivant around the world again. Mm -hmm. So what's the key learning here? Education technology, or edtech, has seen a massive surge of usage and attention in 2020. And we're talking anything from ways to teach online, to businesses looking for ways to train remote employees online, to consumers looking to do something more fulfilling than watching Emily in Paris. Which is actually pronounced Emily in Paris, we believe. (laughs) And Duolingo has been front and centre for a lot of all of this. And their base of learners has grown by 30% in the last year. So FluxFam, just like you heard a lot about electric cars back in 2019 and video conferencing in 2020, expect to hear a lot about EdTech in 2021. For our third and final story, Rupert Murdoch, the executive chairman of News Corp, has come out swinging at the company's (laughs) annual general meeting. He says that News Corp does not deny climate change. Ah, Rupert, Rupert, Rupert. (laughs) So what happened here? Well, bit of background. News Corp owns newspapers in Australia like The Australian, The Daily Telegraph Mm -hmm. and The Herald Sun. And overseas it owns The Wall Street Journal, Mm -hmm. The New York Post and The Times of London. So pretty much everywhere you get your news, apart from what the (laughs) fuck. This year, News Corp has received a lot 
lot of uh, not so wonderful attention about the way it covers climate change. And the way it covered Australia's bushfires last summer. Things really reached a climax though, Justin, back in July when Rupert's son James left the News Corp board and criticised the company for its coverage around climate change. So what's the key learning here? In an ideal world, media organisations would be entirely independent and report exclusively on facts. Because how they report can have major flow and effects for the rest of society. But as we know, FluxFam, sadly, this really happens. News Corp's coverage of the bushfires attracted international criticism from companies like the New York Times. And uh, News Corp also received criticism from its own staffers for its reporting. But on the other end of the spectrum, companies like The Guardian Australia have imposed what's, in effect, a ban on climate change denialism. So ultimately, as listeners and as readers, we all need to be alert to the agendas of different media outlets. Flux family, we have one very little teensy-weensy favour to ask you. If you're listening on Spotify, please scroll down and hit that follow button. That way you'll never miss an episode. And you'll always be one step ahead of your co-workers. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Monday. Monday.